listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Mr. T and Nikki and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. That's when Freddie and Fitzsimmons take over here on 98.7 ESPN. So how was your Tuesday today, huh? Weather a little different, a little chillier, right? But still, some of you went out. Did you have your mask? Had your gloves? Did the right thing? Good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Happy to hear that. So a number of things are on my mind today. And I want to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Two basketball questions on my mind. First, this stuff about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? That if indeed with this season the way it is, and we know that Durant's agent, Rich Kleiman, told Golik and Wingo a couple of weeks ago that he didn't see his client returning returning before next season. That if it were up to him and he had his opportunity and he was talking to his client, he would say, you know what? Let's just, let's just wait. But as the calendar turns, okay. And remember, this was, as I mentioned, about a, about a month ago now that climbing was on with Golik and Wingo. We're now in May and they haven't talked about basketball and when it's going to start, right? So if indeed it gets pushed back, let's say hypothetically, playoff-wise, it gets pushed back till June or, or till July or August, when normally that would be when they would start to go to training camp in September to be ready for the season in October. If the playoffs were pushed back that far, if you were the Nets, would you have Kevin Durant play? I mean, you are the seventh seed, if memory serves me correct, right now. And if you restarted and they picked up everything from that point, you would be facing the Toronto Raptors in the first round two would play seven. Oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that where it happened for Kevin Durant, right? When he tried to come back in that Toronto series in Toronto? I mean, it would be poetic justice, right? It would be memorable. It would be out of a movie script that he would come back to return there and have a just phenomenal game, right, Nets fans? He would just have a unbelievable game. But I'm curious, what do you think about that? Let's hear what Russ Kleiman had to say on Golik and Wingo. Could he play? When this stopped, like when all of this stopped, that kind of conversation didn't continue because there was just no reason to have that conversation. It just wasn't even Mm -hmm. on a list of priorities. And for Kevin and I, it doesn't feel like it makes any sense to to have that conversation because it all seems so unrealistic. I figure that if it wasn't unrealistic, that the conversation would be brought up. So, you know, my assumption is no. And I've kept saying that just because I haven't really had the conversation and I, I don't think anything's changed. But once again, that was in March here on 98.7 ESPN. So 
would would if you had that opportunity, I think it would be risky enough that you would take that chance. Now, when this first happened in March, my attitude was, look, forget about it. Don't do that now. Let's wait till the season begins next year. You start fresh and you start with your guys from the beginning to the end. You've got Kyrie, you've got KD, you'll have whatever players you brought back, whatever adjustments you make in the offseason, and you ride with that team and you ride that momentum with your new head coach. Okay. And you ride whoever that's going to be and you ride that momentum all the way to the regular, the regular season into the postseason. And who knows with both of them, you will probably not have a seven seed. Okay. You would probably be in the top three in the East. I would think so. You'd be, it would be, you'd be battling Milwaukee, Philly and, uh, Toronto. And you would be right in that, you'd be right in that mix. So that, so that was my thought process then. Now, I'm not so sure. Now I think the further you push it out and you have the opportunity for about a month, three weeks to a month, whenever they decide that they're going to get back to work, whenever the pandemic and everybody decides and we find out the situation and where it's going, where where you can get your guys revved up and you're working out and you're working together and you got about three weeks to get ready for the postseason, and you've got that time to build your chemistry and, and with uh, Jacques Vaughn, who's, who's the interim coach to do what you need to try to make a run because this is a unique situation, obviously because of the pandemic that you've got. So it's not normal. It's not your usual thing where you say, okay, no, we don't want to grind it out. We want to go forth and, and do this other, do this situation here. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say on that point. The other point here is this. And it is just, it is so fascinating to me that, and we've talked about this Chris Paul situation a little bit earlier. And I know a number of folks have said, along with me, that they don't want Chris Paul. The, the money, the age, uh, the fact that he is not durable, the the unfortunate situation of, you know, him not not being able to play the game that he's played so well. Is he an outstanding point guard? He will go down as one of the top point guards in NBA history. There's no question about that. His court vision his ability to score. He, he is, he is the combination player that people look for, right? He is the combination player of a guy who can handle the basketball and shoot the basketball. He can create for people and take the ball to the basket. He is an excellent player. There's no doubt about that. His age is a concern and his durability is a concern. And the money I'm not crazy about. Yet I know there are folks who are saying, hey, listen, look at it from this way, Larry. Look at this side. This is a Nick team that is really not going anywhere next season, right? This is a Nick team that you're not going to get a big-time free agent to come here. As a matter of fact, Nick fans are to the point now that they don't want – 
They're not even thinking about free agents. Let's build through the draft. That is the new <laughs> mantra for Nick fans, right? Build through the draft, build through the draft. But let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, if you did bring Chris Paul back here, what does it do for the team? Okay, you've got young players like R.J. Barrett who he would help. There's no question about that. Does he make this, even in the East, does Chris Paul make this Nick team a playoff team? Does does he do that? Does he make this team a playoff team? Does he make this team substantially better than what they were? Does he make this team a team that you now feel you have to watch? That, that, that's something that makes you interesting, interested in. All right. He, he's because this coming season, meaning the new season, not the playoff season, because they won't be involved in that. They don't have to worry about that. When they come back and start from playoffs on, Knicks, they'll be watching like the rest of us. But going towards next season, with all the players that are coming off the books, the Bobby Portises, I mean, the lists are endless. Okay. There, there, there's a, everybody has a one year deal except for Randall. Okay. Everybody's got, except for Julius Randall, everybody's got a one year deal. So under that scenario, and you're not going to bring in, as somebody tweeted me last week, who are we going to bring in? Andre Drummond? No, you wouldn't bring in Andre Drummond. Because he doesn't, he's not going to help you get to where you need to go either. Because then you're going to be figure, you're going to be taking minutes away from Mitchell Robinson, who needs to play. And yes, we understand that the Knicks have always needed a point guard, and that is the big challenge here: is that you do have one with Chris Paul, but what difference will he make on this team? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 17.7 points, 6.8 assists, 4.9 rebounds a game for the fifth seeded Thunder. And they were playing very, they, they surprised a lot of folks. I mean, cause remember, they had a very, very talented guard like Russell Westbrook say, see ya. Went to Houston. So he made the all-star squad. CP3 did. And once again, I'm just throwing this out here because I'm hearing more and more of it. Right? Even uh, Stephen A. mentioned it and said that that's something the Knicks should do is to get Chris Paul. Now, you guys know how I feel about it. All right? But I am curious because if if – there's a playoff spot that you could have by bringing him in. Is it worth it? Is it worth your young players feeling what the playoffs are about in their development? Is it worth CP3 and a new head coach kind of starting to turn this ship around a little bit? that would put you on to a winning type attitude is, is that what would change the culture at the garden with 
CP3 working with your young guys and helping to teach them what it's like to win. Because honestly, there's not a whole lot of folks who know how to do that. That are on this Nick team, right? There's not. Here's what Stephen A. had to say about CP3. There are a whole bunch of pluses associated with Chris Paul than minuses. And he can still ball. He's a future Hall of Famer. You understand? But he's also big on family. Why does that matter? Because if you listen to anybody talk about Leon Rose, the new president of basketball operations for the New York Knicks, and you take into account what Rob Palenka has been able to do, even in the aftermath of Magic Johnson departing from the Los Angeles Lakers, we can't summarily sneeze at that and dismiss it and shrug it off. Chris Paul is very, very big on family. I know both of his parents, his brother CJ, etc. You can't ask for better people. It don't get much better than the CP3 family. It's really special. So what do you think about that? I'm just curious to hear from you, Nick fans. 1-800-919-3776. Also for the Net fans, your thoughts. Do you want to see when the playoff, if the playoffs started right now, do you want to see Kevin Durant in there right now? I mean, as a fan, you probably do, right? As a fan, you're thinking, hey, listen, we could get him back. Let's get him back. Because I don't know how long he's staying anyway. I want to see. I want to see what I have. I want to see that. I want to see what that looks like. I want to get an early preview of him and Kyrie playing together. I want to see. Or do you think, you know, I'd rather, I'm a little nervous about seeing him play early. Give him the next couple of months. We're already in the postseason. Are we guaranteed, are we guaranteed to win the title with him in there? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Your chances are better. There's no question about it. If he if he is on a par, if he's Kevin Durant, your chances are much better with him than without him. And Kyrie. There's no question about it. Adam in Brooklyn, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I, I don't really think Chris Paul will work out because – First of all, you'd have to give up a lot of young assets to get Chris Paul. And the Oklahoma wouldn't want to give him up so easily. So besides giving up young assets, you'd have to you'd have to give up uh, also some draft picks. So I would think more the Knicks going for Anthony Davis and then trying to get the Giannis. What do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you this, Adam. Thanks for the phone call. If I'm Milwaukee, I'm doing everything I can to re-sign Giannis. Giannis is not leaving the state of Milwaukee. <laughs> If I'm in the Milwaukee front office, he's not leaving. I will sign him whatever it takes for me to do to sign him. That's what I will do. No question about it. Uh, Anthony Davis is a different story. I don't personally, I don't see Anthony Davis leaving LeBron's side. He's got a chance to play with the greatest player in the NBA right now. He's got a chance to win the title alongside. LeBron, he's got a chance to, he's going to be in it as long as he's on alongside LeBron. And when LeBron leaves or retires or whatever he decides to do, and they're still out in LA, it's his team. So obviously there would be an attempt by the Knicks to see if there's interest. That would be them, as we say in the football business, doing their due diligence. 
I just don't see Anthony Davis leaving uh, L.A. Now, as for what you're saying about Chris Paul, you are right. It's going to take something. But here's the thing that kind of makes it different. All right. And this is from Oklahoma City standpoint. Yeah, the Knicks are going to have to give up some folks. And they're going to have to give up uh, a number of folks. A, because of the talent level and B, because the salaries have to kind of, kind of match. All right. So with that scenario, uh, it would be tough. But on the other side, if you're Oklahoma City, you're saying, well, you know what? I don't know if I want to pay that player option next year. Okay. Because originally when we chatted about this before, I was thinking he had two years in the player option. He's got one year in the player option. So you're looking at 85 million. For two years. I tell you. If he was to guarantee you a playoff spot. Would that be worth it? Les is an Elmsford. Hey Les you're next on 98.7 ESPN. What's up Les? Hey hey, Larry how you doing? I'm alright man. Hey man good. Now uh, we talked a couple years ago. Uh, well, I, I was asking your, your opinion on how the Knicks was going to be going. This is uh, when we were dealing with the Porzingis thing. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, it, it, well, here Not we are good. again. <laughs> <laughs> Not good, my friend. I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love we love the way that you set the table for your show. And and it's very interesting. I had to call in. Now, Chris Paul, I w- would love Chris Paul. All right. I, I, I love Chris Paul when he was in several teams. But the thing is, though, I think it's going to cost too much. I mean, when you're talking about. Uh, uh, possible draft picks and uh, some of the younger players who probably be may not be there next year anyway. There's some risk and there's some reward. Love to mm-hmm. see Chris Paul, but I think the money is is uh, it could could stop us from uh, trying to do other things along with Chris Paul or a player like Chris Paul. But it's good to be on the show. Well, I appreciate it, Les. Thanks for checking in. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I do. But here, but I want you to just so just to have conversation, right? This is the Nick roster, all right. Let me put it to you this way: Do you think Dennis Smith Jr. is a keeper? Is Wayne Ellington a keeper? Is Reggie Bullock a keeper? Is uh, Maurice Harkless, a keeper. Now, obviously, when you talk about this possible deal, the first words out of anybody's mouth is going to be Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Those are the first words that will come out of their mouth. Okay, understood. And they're off the table. So when you look at the rest of this roster, there's really nothing that's going to save you. There's, there's no, Dennis Smith Jr. is probably the most disappointing player on this roster because of what you thought he was going to be. And when you brought him here, you thought he was going to give you something a little more than what he's been able to do. He's not been able to stay healthy and his, and his performance, he looks like as though he, he doesn't know how to play basketball anymore. So that's a concern. So yes, and you're going to say to me, well, so if you don't want him, what makes you think Oklahoma City is going to take him? What on this roster 
gives you a chance to bring CP3 here. Even at 35, you're going to have to, as Les pointed out and as Adam pointed out, you're going to have to give up some draft picks. Okay? So if you're Leon Rose, all right, and you have a mandate to start to turn things around, okay? And once again, if we could, if you could be guaranteed that you're going to be in the postseason, in other words, not the top seed in the East, but let's say even if you're a seventh seed, is it worth rolling the dice, taking a gamble on a draft choice that you don't know what could turn out as? You know what you have in Chris Paul. You know what you have in CP3. And even if you drafted Cole Anthony, who better to teach him than CP3? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. You have an opportunity to vote which Derek classic, which Derek Jeter classic game you want to see. Yeah, here's what you do. Go on ESPN.com backslash MOB backslash story. Okay? And you'll see a page that comes up as I've just done on the app. If you do it on the app, it's faster. And it says vote which Derek, which classic Derek G the game you want to see. Now this will take place a week from tonight at 7 p.m. and you can vote. Here are your options. All right? It is the Jeffrey Mayer game, October 9th, 1996. You know, Yankees are throwing the Baltimore Orioles 4-3 in game one of the 96 ALCS. Ty very nervous, very concerned. Then, Judah's eighth inning fly ball is snagged by a 12-year-old fan named Jeffrey Mayer seemingly before can land for an out in right field to Tony Tarasco's glove. See ya. That's it. That changed the whole series. Perhaps you would love to see October 31st, 2001, where our Michael K says, he is Mr. November. See ya. That's game four of the epic 2001 World Series against the Arizona D-backs. Yankees stage a dramatic ninth inning comeback to four sex rings and then the 10th. Not long after the clock struck midnight. Yeah, two out, two run, two one, two out, walk off home run. Derek Jeter. Maybe it was July 1st, 2004. The dive. Mm-hmm. You remember that I was there when Derek Jeter dives face first into the stands. Remember that against the Red Sox? Or maybe you want to see hit 3000th, July 9th, 2011. See ya! When he went five for five against Tampa Bay and became just the second player in history to hit a home run for his 3000th hit. David Price will always remember that. Or perhaps it's Derek Jeter's Bronx Farewell, September 25th, 2014. We're in the bottom of the ninth after the Orioles rally to tie the game. Jeter singles in the winning run and bids a big-time farewell to the Bronx in the moment Yankee fans will remember forever. So once again, at the bottom of the page, you read about all those things at the bottom of the page on ESPN.com backslash MOB, backslash story, 
you'll see which classic Derek Jeter game do you want most to see, and you'll have a chance to vote. Okay? And then the most popular game will be shown a week from tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Yeah, that would be interesting for Yankee fans. 1-800-919-3776. Our poll question tonight, our Twitter poll question, is is uh, is an interesting one for me. Because in conversations we've had on the air, most of us have said, and I'm I'm in I'm right there with you. I don't want I respect Chris Paul. Don't want him. But I'm curious if acquiring Chris Paul guaranteed you a playoff spot next year, do you make the deal? So here's what some of you had said have responded at Hardesty ESPN and at ESPN uh ninety eight underscore seven. ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. All right. So <laughs> Some of you are, are pretty funny. <laughs> pretty, pretty funny. So this is uh, the Duke. What's the point of having a washed up player? Let him finish his career with OKC. This is Nat Burner 003. Bringing in CP3 and a complimentary player can get us in the conversation. All the young guys know is the hate in New York. They need to see the love. Hmm. This is uh, at R underscore B-I-E. One, man, is it going to carry you to a playoff spot? I love me some CP3, but what other players is he going to be working with? Uh, this is Adam via Harlem. No, absolutely not. And then he tweeted back again and said, Glenn Rice too. No, he's not. It won't be that bad. <laughs> he won't be that bad. Uh, Eric J2232. Yeah. So he wants him. Uh, that Franco. Better question, if acquiring Chris Paul guarantees you progress growth, the answer is yes, regardless. And uh hand, hand banana, 80. Depends who we give up. It may be a tough contract to swallow, but he may make it easier for other free agents to come to New York in the future. Your opportunity to weigh in at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM and, of course, on the phones at 1-800-919-3776, like Bill in Flushing. Hey, Bill, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Uncle Lad, what's good? What's up, partner? Uncle Lad, Chris Paul to the Knickerbockers? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Even if it guaranteed you a playoff spot? Another seven seed? Uh, seven, six, eight. If he guaranteed no. your playoff spot, would you do it? $40 million? No. You're going to kill my cap. I'm going to have to give away who? Am I trading Mitchell Robinson for him? No, you're not trading Mitchell Robinson. Because Mitchell, you can't trade Mitchell Robinson. He doesn't make enough money. So, so Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett, you're not going to trade them because if you, the 40 million means you got to have a bunch of guys. So Dennis Smith Jr., I think would have to be in the deal because he's a, he's a high price player. So that's like 18 to 20. And then you'll figure out what the other pieces that you have. I don't know. You, you can take Dennis Smith Jr. though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you know, that's right, Bill. <laughs> I, I love I love the idea of the trade. Mm-hmm. Man, that kid has showed nothing since he got here. Oh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I know. And see, and th- that's what makes it worse. Uh, unfortunately, Bill, that's the bad thing. And thanks for the phone call. Is that, and, and ultimately, that's really when you think about it, 
that's what uh, costs some change at the top of the niche management because they made the deal with Dallas for Porzingis, for Dennis Smith Jr., thinking that they were going to free up that second big-time free agent that they were coming here, and they didn't get it. So at least if if that happened, you were at least hoping that you could get something out of Dennis Smith Jr., that Dennis Smith Jr. would be that guy that even if if Nilakina didn't show you what you expected this year, that at least you would have Dennis Smith Jr. as your guy that can handle the ball and shoot the ball and take the ball to the um and, and take the ball to the basket. You were hoping that he would be that that talent. No, it hasn't turned out that way. So you know that that hurt. That really hurt them. And so now you're in the situation is that you're still trying to figure out how to make this happen and, and, and how to get this team in the right direction. That's what you're trying. You're trying to figure this out. And once again, you know how I feel about it. I'm not a big fan. I, I just think the money I'm with you, you guys would say about the money, the age, the, the situation with him and, 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 you know, problems with staying healthy. I get it. But. For conversation's sake, in the words of Dave Rothenberg, if I said to you that when he comes here, you're guaranteed a playoff spot, you're guaranteed being in the postseason where you have not been since 2013 when you had 54 wins. You haven't, you haven't even thought, you haven't even been in the conversation about postseason. And I know how some Nick fans are. I know that, you know, you, you, and it doesn't mean you, you may have to give up a draft choice or two. And you're not going to give up your protected draft choices because they're going to be protected. You, you always put that situation. You always, you know, put that in there, that addendum that you're not giving it up. So under that scenario, would you be amenable to try it for one year? Because then, okay, if if it if it doesn't work out, what you got an expiring contract? Yeah, I know it's his is his choice, and obviously he'll probably take it. <laughs> but you're rolling the dice, and you're coming off a situation where you've got a playoff spot. Does it make it a little easier for you to think about? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Samson Flatbush. Hey Sam, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? Hey, what's up, Sam? Before I get to my Chris Paul point, I want to make one thing very clear to all those stupid people out there that don't believe in social distancing. I want to ask you a question, Larry. If you were a guy diving off an airplane, right? You're going really fast to the ground, so you pull your parachute out and you slow down. You're going nice and slow. Are you going to take off your parachute because you're going slow now? Or are you going to wear it because you realize if you take off your parachute, you're going to fly to the ground and splatter? No, you keep your parachute on. Social distancing is like a parachute. Yes, we're slowing the curve now down. But if you stop social distancing, it's just going to explode again. So all those people out there who don't believe in it, I don't know what we should do with you. You have a lot worse problems than just, I don't know. I hear what you're saying. You sound frustrated, my friend. You sound as frustrated as I was last week. <laughs> And now about Chris Paul, you made a very blank statement 
do if they make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs. Depends how they make the playoffs, like I told your, your producer. Mm-hmm. If they make the playoffs because it's Chris Paul making a one-year lightning in the final um, youth, you know, killing it up, scoring 25 points a night, that's not what we want. If Chris Paul is bringing out potential and Mitchell Robinson and Arjavan and all the players, then you could have others like a Devin Booker go, whoa, if I go over there, if Chris Paul did that, I could also go over there and make all these young pieces around me better. Because they, yeah. they, they are young and they have the ability. So that, if it's like that, then I think they spend it. I would want Chris Paul. Okay, well, I have think, good night and stay okay. All right, Sam, you too, and thanks for those words at the beginning to folks who are, you know, becoming too lax in their social distancing discipline. Um, but I think that that happens anyway. And with most of the folks who wanted him before we had the conversation about, you know, guaranteeing playoffs, just to put that little line in there to sweeten the conversation, that's what most people were saying anyway. Look at what he will do for your young players. Look at how he'll be able to lead them. This is a man who's gone to the postseason, who's had a years of playoff experience. This is a talented guy. This is a, this is someone who can help teach your guys, your young players, what it takes to win, especially guys like RJ Barrett and Alonzo Trier, who maybe can find his way off the bench and, and maybe Nilakina can, maybe he could help Nilakina. I mean, you know, I don't know, but you do understand that a guy like that does have an influence on your young players. It's, it's, and I'll say this having spoken with him. When Michael Vick came to the, to the Jets as a backup a quarterback, uh, he was talking about how much, how, <laughs> how much fun it was for him to have the players come up to him and say, you know, man, it's, I can't believe you're on my team now. And, you know, I always had you in my video games and you were so great and everything. And, you know, that, that idea of bringing him in. Okay. So he could help that quarterback room, bringing him in so he could help folks understand what it takes. And so, you know, because of his abilities and how he changed when he was in Atlanta and the knocks, the knock against him of not, you know, not studying, not just tossing the playbook in the back seat, just freelancing, just doing what he needed to do. Right. But in Philadelphia, it was a different Michael Vick. And to watch that Michael Vick and see how that Michael Vick, you know, grew and was experienced and learned to play the game, learned how to be a pro. And so he was brought in not only to provide, you know, experience backup, but also to be a guy who could help in that quarterback room and help with the receivers and what quarterbacks and, and the receivers and, you know, the communication and stuff like that. And so while I'm not equating talent wise CP3 and Michael Vick, I am saying that there is a benefit to having experienced people on your team who have tasted the postseason who knows what it takes to get to the next level. So from that standpoint, Sam, I think, you know, he could be able to do that. And that also might allow you to get to the playoffs as well. It would be interesting, huh? 
1-800-919-3776. Also, you can weigh in on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Hey, DiPianto, Canty, and Rothenberg are getting you ready for UFC 249 this weekend with the 98.7 ESPN Sweat at Home Contest and the chance to score a 98.7 UFC prize pack. It's very simple. We're asking our listeners to send an innovative in-home workout video that will be judged on creativity, clarity, and length. Here's a hint. Make sure to keep your submission to under 30 seconds. Tweet your video with the handle at DCR on ESPN and use the hashtag 987SweatAtHome. Once again, tweet your video with the handle at DCR on ESPN and use the hashtag 987SweatAtHome. It's all brought to you by DPH Canty and Rothenberg weekdays from 10 to 1 on 987ESPN. They're getting you ready for UFC 249 on May 9th on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 